Butker trying to line this up. Winchester will snap it. Colquitt will hold it. Twenty twenty tie. High snap. Pull down. Butker's kick is up and is right down the boulevard. It's good. And the Chiefs take a twenty three to twenty lead with four seconds left in regulation. And Harrison Butker kicks some. You know what? Welcome to the Chiefs Kingdom. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? You're listening to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast with myself, Brad Simcox, and the Arrowheads Abroad Supremo, Tom Charles. How are we doing, mate? You all right? I'm doing splendid, Brad, because you're back. <laughs> I've missed you so much. Yeah. Uh, you don't really see me or Dave in the same room, do you? So, uh, yeah, it, it, it could be the same person. Legend has yeah, it. You like Jekyll and Hyde, but you're <laughs> definitely <laughs> Dr. Jekyll. Yeah, yeah, I would say you're Jekyll. And is that the Dave evil one or is that the the nice one? I think Doctor Jekyll might be the nice one. Oh, Mister right, Hyde okay. might be the alter ego. Oh right, uh, so Dave's the Dave's the alter ego. He's the yeah. he's the evil one. Yeah, I might have got that completely wrong. Like, <laughs> I I remember studying that book in like year seven, um, but that's like twenty years ago now. So you studied that book in year seven. I don't even remember what I studied in year seven. Year seven. No yeah, idea. When you went to school up north many moons ago, you basically read stories via stone. Yeah. <laughs> Take your dinosaur to school, dear. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Your, al- your alphabet was written in hieroglyphics. That's how long ago you- it was that you went Cave to school. Cave drawings. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that old. Jeez, God. <laughs> how are no, you doing I'm anyway? Good, I'm really good. You're good. Um, I can't complain. Football's back. Have you missed I- me? I have, I have missed you, but I miss the Chiefs more. Yeah, and football comeback this weekend. It felt good, and didn't it, it? And it just felt like it never went away. The Chiefs felt like they're already in mid-season 2018 form, and they're just rolling with it and picked up exactly where they left off from yeah. last year. Yeah, it was it was one of those. I mean, I had a I had a bit of a, a party going on up here, and I know that we had the um, the Arrowheads Abroad meet up, didn't we, down at uh, mm-hmm. down in London for the first game? And uh, yeah, we had we had a great time up here. I had a couple of Jags fans in with me, and there was a so called Niners fan, and mm-hmm. there was a Packers fan, and there was, there was a few few of us there. Not everyone has actually sat through watching a game of Mahomes fully. They've seen highlights, obviously. Which yeah, yeah, it's. Some argue that it's actually highlights pretty much the full game, yeah, um, absolutely. with Mahomes. But um, for them to actually see him playing and it, those first few drives, they were like, "My God, how do we stop this?" The two <laughs> Jacks can't. fans were like, "How do you stop this? You cannot stop this." And it, it it was just relentless. That's what it felt like, isn't it? That the Chiefs could just score at will. It, yeah, it's exactly how it felt. We might as well start with Mahomes. It yeah. felt like this is what would have happened to the Patriots had we won that coin toss <sighs> in the NFC Championship game. Like that yeah. first drive, that's exactly how it would have ended. It would just been like one or two, maybe three plays, and the Chiefs would have been in the Super Bowl. That's like they they were as hot as they were in the second half of that Patriots game from the off yesterday and we kind of thought it would be the case because Andy Reid after a bye is renowned for being this great uh, coordinator this great play designer and yeah. obviously he had the whole summer to prepare for the Jags um, which probably done him a lot of favours because the Jags 
are seen as one of the tougher assignments for this Chiefs offense in the first few weeks of the season. So it, the, the schedule done him some favors there, but the Jaguars were meant to be this team that had revenge written all over them because we broke them last year and we really did break them. But within two or three minutes, this game you could already see the pattern in it and you could yeah. see that what was going to happen, that the Chiefs offense were just going to have their way all day. I think the Jags fans just thought, here we go again. And it's mm-hmm. like, a, you know, how do you stop this? It's almost like a red tidal wave coming at you that there's no chance that this this Jags defense were going to stop them. But uh, yeah, there were, there were some ups and downs in the game. Um, I suppose we should probably talk about, you know, the, the injury at first for Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that... That really stopped everybody in the tracks, didn't it? I mean, yeah. I had a, a Jags friend here, and when all like all those drives were were happening, you know, he was like, "Oh, I hope he just gets like an injury or something. He just he just goes off the field." And when it happened, I give him the evils. Yeah, I proper you, give him the evils. Did you unfriend him? Near enough, yeah. I actually was that close <laughs> to throwing him out. I says, "If this is an ankle break, you're out of here." Right. All um, I thought of immediately was the Madden curse. Yes. That's all I could think of was. Oh no, it's already coming. It's like already I, I was down at the Hippodrome Casino in London with about 25 to 30 other Chiefs fans. And thank you to all those Chiefs fans that come along. Um, sorry if I didn't get to talk to you too much, because, but it was so busy in there and it was hard was to it? get around. The way the, yeah, the way they've changed the, the format of it and the layout. And so it was harder to actually have a conversation while the game was on. Like I was speaking to a couple of guys. Really? Yeah. And then this angry Eagles fan um, like shoved me out the way. And she's like, can you move? Because I want to see the last three seconds whilst the Eagles are kneeling at the end of the half. Like, oh, <laughs> come on, love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I shoot you not. <laughs> um, proper fun just to see every second. Yeah, yeah. Every nil down I want to see it, <laughs> god damn it. Um but yeah, when Mahomes went went down and went to the tent, there was a collective silence from the Chiefs fans. And we've yeah. been pretty loud up until that point because we had had pretty much had our own way through the first few uh, few minutes of the game and then Mahomes went down and it was just like deadly silent. Do you know what do you know what it was with me? Yes, it was the kind of the Madden curse kind of thing, thinking, oh my God, that was like one of the first things that happened in my head straight away. But then I, the second thing that happened was, oh my God, who's our backup? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember his name. I was thinking, is it Sherman? No, it's not. It's not Sherman. Is it Lytton? No, no. Uh, uh, Chase Lytton? No, no, it's not him either. He's, he's got the Jags. Oh my God, who is it? Um, and yeah, and then just seeing Mahomes later on just kind of like warming up, I thought, Oh no, he might be all right. It might be okay. It's not as bad as we think. Because I originally thought, I thought, oh, he's done his knee or something like that. That's yeah. it, you know, um, a ligament's done or, or something. That's it. Or at least when you saw the replay and you saw his foot go underneath, I thought, oh yeah. god, please don't say it's fractured or broken. Oh, yeah. but that's how fragile our season is. Like, yeah, it literally takes one incident like that, and it kaput. The season's done. We might as well prepare for 2020. Exactly. Like, it's so fragile. Like It all rests on Mahomes' health. Yes, obviously we're going to get to the Tyreek Hill injury, yeah. but we live and die by Patrick Mahomes. That's how it is when you have a franchise quarterback. Before, we have, haven't have had franchise quarterbacks like we had Alex Smith. We lost him. Nick Foles mm-hmm. come in and he done a job for a couple of games and we got wins, but do you really think that we are good enough to get wins without Patrick Mahomes? Maybe one, but contend for the playoffs? Absolutely not. So it is imperative that Mahomes does stay healthy, and I'm glad that's what the Chiefs recognised. And although we didn't get to see it, I'm glad they took him out at the end of the game and we saw Matt Moore, uh, yeah. the Chiefs' backup quarterback. Yeah. Um, I, in fact, Matt Moore looked like he was like, oh my God, this is happening. I, I've, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what the playbook is. I've only been here five seconds, you know. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, there was a bit of a worry there. I think from every every angle, even on the on the field. But um, yeah, the other injury, which um, was a bit of a nasty one, really, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I, di- I didn't really see anything bad from how he landed or anything, but mm-hmm. apparently it was his. Well, now then, let me get this right. Was it a clavicle hit his sternum or something like that? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Something like I'm no I'm no medical expert or anything. But you do work for the NHS. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good job as not a doctor. That's that's all I'll say about that. Um, but it, it did sound like a really serious injury, and he had to get taken to hospital for it. And mm. um, although I did feel a bit, you know, I did I did feel bad and thinking, oh my god, we've lost one of our probably our best wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel. As bad as what it would have been if it was Patrick Mahomes. Oh, absolutely not. Well, we proved that we can replace Patrick um, Pat Tariq Hill on that day. Like uh, the way they were playing, like at that given moment, you wanted Sammy Watkins out there as opposed to Tariq Hill. Obviously, mm-hmm. you'd prefer them to for them both to be there. But the outlook doesn't look as daunting as it did on Sunday night. Like there was talk about him being out for two or three months. Mm-hmm. Um yesterday they were talking about him potentially going to IR. It looks like then they're gonna avoid IR. So that tells you that the injury is going to be less than eight weeks. Um, yeah. because that's how long he would have had to been out for automatically had he gone to IR. So um it looks like we're gonna get him back before the Titans game or yeah. maybe around that time. So we've got a few weeks to cover without him. But if Sammy Watkins plays the way that he did on Sunday night then I think we're going to be okay. Yeah. You see, I think, I mean, I know we're going to be doing a preview show for the Raiders game on mm-hmm. Thursday night we're doing it. Yeah. Um, but I think now that the Raiders are going to look at that thinking, oh, we're going to have to really stop Sammy Watkins, but then it's going to open it up for somebody like McCall Hardman mm-hmm. in the next, you know, um, it's, it's yeah, this, it's like next man up, isn't it, really? And I saw uh, McCall Hardman, he, he's rapid, he's really mm-hmm. quick. I mean, I didn't realise how quick he was, but, he can actually turn and and just literally stop on a dime as well. He's he's that, is that electric? Is that you know? But do you not think it was a bit disappointing that he was out there and he played so many snaps? Like yeah. he played like fifty three offensive snaps, really? and he only had one target, and that one target he did drop. So you got fifty two yeah. snaps that he was either used as a decoy or he simply wasn't targeted. Obviously, going forward, that's going to have to be addressed because now Sammy Watkins will get a lot of the attention. He like, was open quite a bit, though. That's the thing. That's what well, surprised me quite a bit. Maybe it's down to Mahomes seeing him or him becoming uh, a primary read. Maybe that might be the case. Mm. I think after the injury to Mahomes, there was an emphasis on getting the ball out early. It was, um, yeah. Because Mahomes was getting beaten up by that Jags D-line. And that Jags D-line is one of the best in the league. Oh, yeah. And the, the O-line definitely had their hands full. And they won't play a tougher game than that for a few weeks. Maybe when the Ravens come to town, they might have some issues there. But even though they've lost, lost a couple of guys recently themselves. So um, there was an emphasis to get the ball out quicker, which probably would affect someone like McCole Hardman, who probably wasn't coming short for the ball, who probably was going on deep route, deep routes. And it takes a little bit longer for them to develop. And obviously you've got AJ Boyer probably would have been moved across because as soon as Tyreek Hill went down, Jalen Ramsey's attention turned to Sammy Watkins, mm. so that they, they feel the Jags feel like they can leave Jalen Ramsey on an island, and then they then the, they could turn the attention to the rest of the receivers. So maybe yeah. that's why Michael Hardman didn't get the, the targets that we all thought he might once Hill went down. Yeah, uh, the other thing that I want to bring up is um, I know he's not a Chiefs player, but um, a former Chiefs player, Nick Foles, actually went down as well. Mm. Uh, which um, it's not nice seeing that, especially no. in week one. You know where yeah. the he's just he's just joined the Jags and he's he's looking for you know a, a good season and 
and as the as the starter, and then he goes down with a, a I think it was a broken shoulder blade or something mm. daft like that, wasn't it? Um, but I tell you, who really did impress me from the Jags. It was that Minshew. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kept calling him Pikachu, which uh, got a few guys. <laughs> um, but he actually looks like the guy from Globo Jim with, with that does. big tash. Ben Stiller's character. Yeah. <laughs> Global Jim, you, you. you can dodge a ball. <laughs> yeah, but when he was on, I was like, I can't get it out of my head now. But uh, he looked he looked quite decent, I thought. Um, yeah, it was completed eighty eight percent of his passes. Yeah. Um, it was a funny one, really, because like some people are like slating the the Chiefs' defense and how they didn't get after uh, Gardner Minshew or whatever his mm. name is. But I feel Pick like the Chiefs. I feel like the Chiefs played him pretty well. Like they they let him complete a, a few underneath passes, and he obviously he hit an intermediate throw or two. But mm-hmm. it was, I hate saying it, but it was almost like it was very Bob Sutton, but <laughs> but 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 with better tackling and better run defense. So like the run the, defense was good. I'll give you that. Yeah. So the yeah. run defense was was really really good. Like the best we've seen in a long long time. Like Leonard Fournette looked quite good, but. The Chiefs' run defense really did shut him down. But in terms of the passing attack, yeah, they probably did have a, a Bob Sutton feel about it. But the problem with Bob Sutton's defenses was whenever the receiver got the ball, the tackling was horrendous. And mm. the Chiefs didn't swarm to the ball where there was a clear emphasis on closing down the receiver as soon as he tackled it, yeah. uh, as soon as he got the ball, rather. So it did work in the Chiefs' favor because the Chiefs were scoring so quickly and so frequently the Jags were having to execute perfectly to try and keep up. And eventually, the bend-don't-break way did did work for the Chiefs on Sunday. Like, the, the Jaguars has only scored 13 points going into the fourth quarter. Yeah. If if any, if you're going to do that against the Chiefs, you're going to lose every single game against the Chiefs because you need to have 20 on the board by the time the fourth quarter starts to even stand a chance to keep up this team. But well, they were sticking with us for a bit, weren't they, the Jags? Um, they were, you know, they were, they, were, they were quite close, and then we just seemed to just get a bit of bit of separation towards. But the do end you really feel like they were close? Like I know on score that they were first, close, probably the like first seven, quarter, seven points, ten points, and it was seven points, and it was ten points, and it was thirteen points. But I just don't feel like it was close. Like at one point, no point during that game outside of Mahomes is injury scared. Did I feel un- uncomfortable? Oh yeah, no, we were comfortable. Yeah, but um, like we had them at arm's reach. Like the scoreline yeah. might have been close, but I just feel like if the Chiefs really needed to, they could just kick into another gear and just race ahead. Yeah, and eventually they got the lead that they wanted. They got up to a seventeen-point lead, and then that was more than enough. That's all they needed, and they then they could go to this prevent and then just shut basically the offense down and just hand the ball off. And that's what they did. Like Shady McCoy come in. And eight carries for eighty-one yards, like that's just, or ten carries for eighty-one yards. That's well and above the uh, the expectations that we had for him. So yeah, I, I I don't know. I just people are saying the Chiefs' defense didn't play well. I don't think they were good. I don't think they were bad. I think they were okay. And I think okay is all we could expect from them in week one. Mm. Yeah, yeah, prevent. I never like prevent defense. And I, I know it's I know why it's there, but I just hate seeing it. Yeah, but the situation, I, I feel like, called for it. They they shut the run down, and then. Swarm to the t- swarm to the tackle. Yeah, but I don't have to like it. <laughs> I don't like prevent. You know, I don't like prevent. It reminds me too much of Bob Sutton. And, and yeah, I, yeah I, that's, I get that's that. Where you're that's where you're coming from, isn't I it? I get it that. But when like you're playing an offense that like the Jags, which really doesn't have much in terms of big playability, um, why make a big play easier for them? Just don't mm. let them have the big player. Let them go short. Let them go. Uh, intermediate and just basically let them slow the entire game down because you're the team that's in the lead mm-hmm. and you're the team you know that can score 
whenever they want. So let them run the clock for us. And I think that I think the game plan after uh, Gardner Minshew coming was was fine. Yes, they probably allowed too many completions. Um, you you don't want to see someone coming in completing eighty eight percent on their first start. Definitely not. No. Um, but nonetheless, they weren't ex- exactly doing any damage to us either. The odd field goal here and there, and then a couple of garbage time touch garbage time touchdowns. Like maybe when we go against a better offense, if we are allowing similar sort of compl- completion percentages, then we can worry because that th- that team might have more of an ability to hit us quicker. Mm-hmm. So. Well, while we're still on with the defense, let's talk about Groundhog Day again. Um, the corner situation <laughs> always <laughs> seems to come up quite a lot in yeah. uh, any kind of Chiefs podcast at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. Ward, um, mm. Tavarius Ward, did, yeah. he didn't really do particularly well in this game, did he? And my argument is as well, if you've got Thornhill and you've got um, Matthew in, in safety and you're still looking bad, I think it's time to give it up, don't you think? I, I wouldn't give up on him yet. I think it's a bit hard. He didn't look good though, mate. I, I mean, his tackling's all right. Yeah. and That's the only thing I can say about it. I've, I think I saw a stat like... Seven times on seven occasions, there was a Jags player that caught the ball, and Chavarius Ward was the closest defender, so mm-hmm. his coverage wasn't particularly tight. But he got targeted. There, there's no doubt about that. Um, he is the obvious weak link, weak link in that backfield, and teams are going to target him. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's, I don't think he's the answer either. Like he's going to be there for the next three games. Yeah, and we've got the Raiders, we've got the Ra- uh, Ravens, and we've got the Lions, and then Mo Claiborne's going to come in. And you you should imagine that your your free starting corners in your nickel package are going to be Kendall Fuller, Bashar Breland, and Mo yeah. Claiborne, and everything's going to look hunky dory by then. But outside of Charvis Ward, the rest of the back, uh, defensive backfield looked okay. Okay, Kendall Fuller was tight coverage for DJ Sharks touchdown, the one that Nick Foles uh, yeah. threw. Um, I'd like to see Kendall Fuller get his head round and possibly make a play on the ball, but that ball was dropped into a perfect spot at the same time, so you can't really go too crazy at Kendall Fuller like if that ball's a couple of inches left or right then it's going to be uh, incompleted so um, yeah I I, I don't know like Chavez I'm not the best person to sit here and dissect corner play but it did seem like the Jags were targeting him oh yeah without a doubt Um, and it it showed that yeah it it showed that he's not really up to the task at the moment but like you said we've we've got Claiborne again I'm not really hot on Claiborne but you know I I think he'd probably do a lot better than what Ward would do Um, Claiborne looked alright in pre-season didn't he he had a a game or two I think wasn't it Claiborne Mm, something like that Uh, so he looked he looked okay for that but um, yeah I'm not sold on Ward at the moment Um, and it's a shame as well because he looked quite promising last season but how many times have we heard that from the Mm. Chiefs corners um, somebody looked Marcus promising Cooper and it's, yeah, comes exactly. to mind <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly um, the god of the 9-0 and start of the 2013 season that is Marcus Cooper yeah. and the enigma that never come back again <laughs> yeah exactly um, the uh, the other thing I want to bring up actually is just how dirty was this Jags team I mean the, the, the Miles Jack incident <laughs> Do you think they were dirty? They were dirty, mate. Come on. I mean, I, they, they, I, 
Yeah, they tar- you said it earlier. They targeted Mahomes, and they, and I'm sure Jalen Ramsey not targeted Tyreek Hill. Not, they didn't target Mahomes in the sense they wanted to hurt him. They targeted him. They, they wanted sandwiched to him. get to him. You're not you're not talking bounty gate here or anything like that. Not that bad. They, they were going after Mahomes, and you need to go after Mahomes, like because he he will stand in that pocket and throw until it's the last second possible. So you can't lay off or go easy on trying to hit Mahomes. They weren't particularly going low on him. Yeah, you said they sandwiched him, but the the, the lowest hit was still around the thighs, and the the highest hit was below the shoulders. So it's not like they're going like really dirty on him. I I don't know. I think. A lot's been said about this this Jags team, and they play with an attitude. They've clearly got a chip on their shoulder, but to, I wouldn't sit there and say they're dirty. Um, oh come on! That Miles Jack incident where he dragged Watkins down in the end yeah, zone. One player. He dragged him down, right? And then yeah. uh, I think I think Watkins probably knelt on him or something like that, just mm-hmm. to say that you know do that again, and I'll I'll split you in half or something. And then. <laughs> He gets up, pushes uh, Watkins, and then Robinson, Robinson got in there, got in there as well, didn't he? And then I think Miles Jack threw a punch, and that was it. That was him out of the game, wasn't it? But is yeah, yeah, that kind of player, though? Isn't he? You can actually wind him up, Miles Jack. I think I think the whole Jags defense can be wound up because they have a chip on the shoulder, haven't they? Yeah, especially Jalen Ramsey as well. They believe in their own hype because two years ago they were ridiculously good. And at the start of last season, they were ridiculously good. And then the Chiefs broke them. And it all went wrong for them in the, the, the last half of the season last year. Mm. And obviously, them coming out and conceding 40 points ain't going to do a lot for their ego. So they're going to have an attitude towards that. But outside of Miles Jack, I can't really turn around and say, oh, they were dirty here and there. Like Jalen Ramsey's hit on Tyreek Hill, it might have injured him. But I don't think there was any malice in that at all. Don't touch it, my quarterback. Yeah, so basically anyone that gets a sack on Patrick Mahomes from now on is a dirty player. Treat him like Brady, flag football, right? <laughs> but that's down on that's down to Andy Reid as well, because we know Mahomes is gonna stand there and he is going to take the hit if needs to be, if it means yeah. he can get a throw away. He done it several times on Sunday. He like some of the throws he made, there was one across the middle to Sammy Watkins who was going across the field and he got laid out as he was as he was releasing yeah. the ball. And that's just the type of guy that he is. And Andy Reid maybe needs to come up with a few plays to protect um, him a little bit better because they do leave the O line to themselves. They don't. They hardly ever leave any leave any help in there to help the O line. Mm. So um, if Andy Reid can come up with some plays, especially against an aggressive defensive front like the Jags, get the ball out early and maybe protect Mahomes a little bit more, that'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> the other guy that actually really I was quite impressed with was Lashawn McCoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was quite, yeah, I was quite happy that we'd we'd actually got him. He does run the ball like he's carrying a loaf of bread back from the shops. He does, um, but that's his style, isn't it? That's the it way. He, that's the way he goes. But I was very impressed. He seemed to get, uh, he seemed to get some. I mean, what was the stats on that? I think you've got the stats there, haven't you? Of, uh, it was t- it was McCoy. ten carries for eighty-one yards. So that's it's, that's it's, a good return. That is, it's a very good return. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, very impressed with him. And more of that, I think, LaShawn. Um Actually, just saying that, did you see uh, Hyde? He had a good game. He had a good game, didn't he? he honestly, did have a good game. Um, <laughs> Proving you know a point, didn't he? I, I watched the game back this morning, and then the first person I thought of when I saw Carlos Hyde running well was you. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, God, I'm going to get a bit of crap for that from Tom. <laughs> he, did look, he did look good. But unfortunately, I've got Duke Johnson in my fantasy team, so um, it Ooh. kind of ruined that a little bit for Ooh. me. But, but we don't talk about other people's fantasy teams on this podcast. But we don't, no, mate. No, even no though you and uh, Dave was, was sending me screenshots of who you were selecting in your 
fantasy. I was like, no one cares. <laughs> no one cares. No one cares. What are you doing? Team. <laughs> <laughs> now, Sh- Shady looked good. Um, Damien Williams didn't look great, but I feel like they're going to be thunder and lightning a little bit. Like you're going. I feel like Shady will see more of the ground game, and Damien Williams will see more of the passing passing game that's going to way it works and then maybe sprinkle in a little bit of Barry Allen as well Barry in, Allen uh, we didn't see much of him on Sunday but I'm sure yeah. he will he will come into the offence a little bit more but don't be surprised to see Shady McCoy as the lead back within the next two or three weeks I'd be happy with that I think I was yeah. really impressed because he looked like not quite all pro Shady McCoy but he looked like a very good version of he's got something still hasn't he yeah, he's clearly, still got something clearly. so I'm quite I'm quite happy with that mm-hmm. um, the the other things that are going on at the moment uh Chiefs, well, Chiefs fans everywhere at the minute are looking at the news that uh, the Chiefs are moving a bit of cap space. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, do we do we do we bring out you know where's Pat hashtag where's Pat again or do we just just leave it for now and just see what happens because they could be actually making a bit of room for Chris Jones to sign in. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm being a little bit coy with this at the minute. But what's your thoughts on this? Do you think that the Veach is possibly going to be planning a move for someone I'm now convinced that Chris Jones is going to be tagged and trade traded really yeah I'm convinced that's the way they're going to go with the cap uh, situation as it is um, and they've signed Tyreek as well haven't they they've signed Tyreek yeah. um, if Sammy Watkins carries on like he did on Sunday they're going to have to keep <laughs> him on keep him on there's no way in hell you can let that version of Sammy Watkins um, walk and um, that that D-tackle um, that Spagnola likes to have in there has always been a cheaper player than what Chris Jones would command and yeah. they've always managed to find a way to get production out of that position um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see Chris Jones go the way of Frank Clark did last year for the Seahawks yeah. um, but we've come to that in the off season so I do feel like that this... I'll come to that in five minutes after this has been released <laughs> yeah. and we've got Chris Jones signed to a contract <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> you've just um, said that but I feel like this cap space is there for when the Chiefs feel like they need a corner desperately. Yeah. When when the corners and the defense start losing us games, um, I feel like the Chiefs are going to make a move because there's no way in hell that Brett Beach didn't see what happened in New England last weekend. Mm-hmm. And now looking at that, it's based the AFC's basically become an arms race between the Chiefs and the Patriots. Yeah, and who can have the most loaded offense going into the playoffs and if they've got loaded offense you need defenders to cope with it so I am all for starting hashtag where's Pat but but he's still keep suspended for another five weeks yeah technically so, yeah, yeah. so, so, uh, so let, let's keep that on hold for like two or three weeks there's some talk about Javin Howard yeah. uh, potentially being the guy but Xavier Rhodes yeah the Dolphins they, they sign Howard to a contract because they feel like he's one of the pieces they want to bring forward like the, the Dolphins can't get rid of all of their talent because don't they all want to be traded away now after, yeah, after I know they want to be traded away but they need to keep some players because if you're going through this rebuild you're not going to hit on every single draft pick so if you've got some guys in some positions that you you know that you desperately need like cornerback you've got to keep those guys so I'm not convinced Howard's available unless the Chiefs offered a King's Ransom Mm. and by a King's Ransom I'm talking multiple first round picks or a couple of day two picks and a first round pick like I'm talking a big big haul coming from Brett Veach and I don't think the Chiefs are willing to do that again 
but Patrick Peterson may be a little bit cheaper. So I'm going to keep an eye on that situation for the next few weeks mm-hmm. and see how the Cardinals get on in the cornerback situation, see how their defense plays. And if it goes well for the Cardinals in the next few weeks and on that side of things, I feel like hashtag where's Pat will come back with a vengeance. And this time we might actually turn that from hashtag where's Pat to hashtag found Pat. <laughs> oh man, don't. I, I, I'm, I'm fully prepared to be hurt again. I really, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm happy with that. Um, the uh, the other news as well is uh, De'Anthony Thomas has been uh, put oh. onto the roster and yeah. Pringle has been waived. Yeah, so uh, Dave Tube we... gets his own way. Yeah, practice squad. Do you think? Oh, if he makes it, yeah. If he makes Please it, he's got, clear, he's got clear waivers first, and we won't find that out until tomorrow if he does. Um, so by the time some people listen to this podcast, you'll know the answer to it. But um, yeah, if he clears waivers, I'm sure they want to sign him to the practice squad, but. We have to wait and see, see if he does. Yeah. Um, the, <laughs> the funny thing about the game, and just going back quickly back to the game there, we didn't actually see the last, what, last seven minutes of the fourth quarter? Was no, it we the did blackout? not. Uh, it was some fire of a truck or something like that? I don't know what it was. I did see a, a video saying, like an old wrestling video, and people were saying it was like Miles Jack going into the CBS truck. <laughs> How was it? Destroying the whole place, yeah. Yeah. I could could see that, yeah. Um, But um, I think the Chiefs have actually found the interception footage from, um, is it Frank Clout, was it? Yeah. Um, So they've posted that recently. Funny thing with that play, by the way, um, if you've seen it, Passenio is lining up on the inside. So they had had Passenio on the inside, which is rare, and they had Frank Clark on the outside. And I just thought, that's a... It's a funny old... I think it might be that NASCAR package that I've read about. Um, but NASCAR yes, package? Yeah, I think it's what it's called. I think... I, I don't know the ins and outs, but I'm, I've, I've, I think I've read something about a NASCAR package and just seeing Passanio on the inside just seemed a bit weird. It's almost as weird as seeing Breland Speaks on the outside. Um, yeah. It just doesn't seem to make any sense to me, but Passanio had a play on the ball there. He should have caught it. It should have been his interception. But, you know, being the good teammate that he is, he said, here you go, Frank. You have <laughs> you, it, mate. You earn the money. Welcome, yeah, <laughs> you do welcome the work. to the Chiefs. Yeah, that's worth that's worth more to you than it is me. <laughs> no, that's probably worth my roster spot right there. But you know, <laughs> but yeah, just go and go ahead and take it. You know, being a hero. <laughs> but we we can't leave this podcast without talking about Sammy Watkins. Like I've tried dropping him to conversation about four or five times. I'm saving not, him up, I'm but you've just not him. gone into it. Do you like, know why? Because I was talking about Sammy Watkins. Like the guy. The hype was real. All the off-season stories were true. Tom, you're, t- you're just too premature, mate. I was getting to the man of the match. <laughs> we were going to do the Arrowheads Abroad man of the match, and you were going to go, oh, Sammy Watkins. <laughs> oh, Sammy Watkins. Oh, Sammy Watkins. Like, seriously. He what? was phenomenal. He was all right, wasn't he? I... <laughs> it's a bit alright that route running that he does I mean we've always known with Sammy Watkins his route running is phenomenal but it was just lit wasn't it it was the yards off it it's just, just that just little lit. cut in between that just basically pulled Jalen Ramsey's pants down on that first touchdown pass and it was just like he was gone 21.33 miles per hour or something he oh. clocked on Sunday he was the fastest player of the weekend and they just Jags could not live with live with him. He got 198 yards receiving. It was by far and away his best game in the NFL since when he played us at Arrowhead for the Bills a few years ago, and he absolutely torched us in the first half. And it was that version of Sammy Watkins that turned up in Jacksonville on Sunday. And all the stories that we've read, that we've heard all off season about Sammy Watkins 
are true. And mm-hmm. like at the moment, if Tyreek Hill is going to be down for a few, few for a few weeks, and that Sammy Watkins version turns up, we're going to be absolutely fine because he played like the best wide receiver that's ever graced this game on Sunday. He was absolutely phenomenal. Well, apparently, from reports from camp, were that he was been he's been learning all of the different uh, receiving positions, hasn't he? Yeah. Not just his own. And I think that's probably stood him in good stead because, like I said before, he's, he's excellent at route running. But the separation he seemed to get from any of the Jags players that were around him. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he was so elusive. He uh, Even when, I mean, was it the first one where he had about three players around him? He spun yeah, uh, and just, just left them for dead. You know, he used that speed as well that he's got. He's, he just seems as though he's been revitalized doesn't he it seems like he trusts his body as well like yeah he, the guy's gone through a lot of injuries and apparently this offseason he's done put a lot of work into his body he now trusts his body he knows what his limitations are he knows how far he can push it and he's playing like a guy that's comfortable within himself it's his contract uh, year as well there's no hesitation i don't think it's a contract year i still think he's got another year on top it's just uh, the chiefs can get out of the contract without any hit next yeah. year so um he plays like this for the rest of the season he he's staying 100 yeah. the chiefs are going to keep him they're not going to let a guy like that walk that is for sure if he it did like what we saw on on sunday was the the number five overall pick the guy or the fourth overall pick the guy that the bills traded a couple of first rounders for to go up and get like yeah. the hype the clemson sammy watkins and it was just so great to see because he is so undervalued by outsiders. Like we knew his value last year because he offered something to the offense, but the, on the box score, it didn't show up in the stats. It didn't show up, mm-hmm. but we all knew that he offered something when he wasn't there. The Chiefs offense didn't click as well. Um, but now if he can back it up with some receptions, with some touchdowns, with some games like this, um, with a thousand yard season, then I think he's finally going to get the appreciation that he deserves on the national stage. Like, yeah. he, I, honestly, I'm so excited about Sammy Watkins going forward. If he can produce to half of that level going forward, then we are laughing. I feel a bit gutted now that I sold a helmet, <laughs> oh, no. a signed helmet of Sammy Watkins. Uh, uh, a little Super, bit Bowl, Super Bowl MVP Sammy Watkins. You said <laughs> I didn't think we were going to keep him, and I thought, I thought, oh no, just get rid of that. I don't want that in the collection. Oh, no. um, yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, Clive, can I have that uh, helmet back, please? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, Sammy Watkins, I think we're both agreed there. It's, he's mm-hmm. the Arrowheads abroad, man of the match. We'll call it the man of the match because it has a bit of English football mm-hmm. theme to it yeah. as well, doesn't it? Exactly. Um, we're not going to say the, play, the game MVP, just man of the match. Mm-hmm. Man of the match. Right, okay. So, um, well, I think I've covered everything at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chiefs are going to Raiders this weekend Mm -hmm. and it's the last time it's going to be played in Auckland we're going to be doing our own uh, preview show Uh, I'll be back for that one as well I'm hoping to be and hopefully we'll have Dave back as well for that one and Owen and Owen four of us all four of us I I had a beer with Owen on Sunday and um, I promised him that he'll be on the podcast on Thursday so he's chomping at the bit to get on is he yeah he loves it he loves it (laughs) (laughs) he's got the bug now hasn't he (laughs) So uh, yeah, so look out for that for the uh, the Thursday show that we'll be sending out, and uh, you'll get all our thoughts on that. Radio Week, I love Radio Week, and I'm going to be doing a few uh, funny hype videos probably this mm-hmm. week as well. If yeah, I get a bit of time. Um, so yeah, um, those are our thoughts on the Arrowheads Broad podcast. Let us know your thoughts on the uh, Facebook page and Twitter page, which is at KC Chiefs underscore UK. And from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. <laughs>